if tomorrow is your last day, do you know where you will go? It's a morbid question. It's a question that none of us like to answer or to be asked. But in reality, that day, that one day, we will all have to face it. But I do hope that none of us here will do that sooner than it should be. You know, this whole entire uh, skit, it really depicts how life is really about, that we go through the routine of life every day because somehow it's preset in us that we wake up in the morning, this is what we do. You know, after that, you know, we, we go through the life, you know, our lives like as if that, you know, it's just through emotions of things and just hoping that some things will, will be different. But I can honestly tell you this, that we can focus so much on just building that routine, chasing after things. But the question that we need to ask ourselves, what are we doing for our eternity? You know, why is Easter so important to us Christians? Why, you know, every, every church in this world, you know, during Easter, they celebrate you know, in, in the Western world, people would dress up nicely. They will, you know, they will have, you know, lunch after Easter. And, and you know, it's such a big do. And i tell you why. Because Easter is about the resurrection of Jesus. We are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, on Good Friday, on a Friday, you know, you came last Friday, if you were here, you know, I talk about that Jesus had to die on the cross for you and I. And he had to pay the price, the full penalty of our sins. And you know what? Jesus, when he died on the cross, and then on the third day he rose again. You know what? Jesus fulfilled his promise. Because in Mark chapter 9, verse 31, he says this, that Jesus wanted to spend more time with his disciples and teach them. He said to them, the Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. He will be killed. But three days later, he will rise from the dead. You know, Jesus had to die. And the Word of God tells us, Therefore he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus took that place, our place on that cross, because we by our own self can never pay that price for our sins. And we remember what Jesus had done. He loves us. He paid the full price of sin for you and I. He had to die. When there's no death, there is no resurrection. When there's no resurrection, there is no salvation. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it tells us if there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are all people most to be pitied. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. His resurrection is a testimony of Him removing the sting of death. It tells us, the Bible keeps on saying about the victorious deed that Jesus had done when He rose from the dead. 
says then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh death, where is your sting? Oh death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death. And the Lord gives sin its power. But thank God, He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus has given us victory over death and He has given us everlasting life to those who believe in Him. Friends, Jesus, He had to die on a Friday. He had to die on the cross for our sins. But that's only one part of the, of the salvation story. Because without the third day, without Sunday, without the resurrection, our faith is meaningless. But we thank God that Jesus had been raised. And this is a promise that God extends to us. That because of His resurrection, He extends that everlasting life to us. If Jesus did not, rose from the, did not rise from the dead, then there is no everlasting life for you and I. We can be so preoccupied with matters in this life. But have we actually given much thought to what happens next? We face many conflicting thoughts. But I pray this morning, let not eternity be one of them. We chase after things in life. But we need to ask ourselves, what does these things do for our eternity? Make no mistake, just as how uh, the skit depicted, the life is short. Our lives are here only for a brief moment. James chapter 4 verse 14 says, Why do you, even, do you not even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Life can be so brief, friends. I don't know about you. Many of you are young Many of you are thinking that, man, there's such a long life that's in front of you. But I can tell you this, death knows no age. It can come to the very young, it can come to the very old. But one thing for sure, that Jesus has given us life and that everlasting life, that death will no longer have a hold on each and every one of us. That's why we as Christians, we have hope not just in this life, we have hope in everlasting life. Amen? We have an eternal hope in Christ Jesus. What is so different about Christianity compared to all other religions is this, that there's hope even after this life. You know, most religions will tell you this, there's repayment after death. But Jesus tells us there is life everlasting after death. Friends, this morning, I would like to extend this hope to you by inviting you to open your heart to Jesus. Life can be very brief. You know, I have a friend. At the time, he was only 31 years old. And his life was just taken away from him. A sudden sickness came upon him. And all of us who knew him, we were shocked. Because this man, he was a sportsman. He was a good badminton player. He was rich. He came from a very rich family. 
you know, in, in, in our class, he was the only one with a driver that drives him to school. And at times, the bodyguard would even stand outside his house. I've been to his, uh, you know, outside the classroom. I've been to his house before. And his house was like, man, it's, it's a bungalow, it's nice, it's equipped with the latest TV and stuff. Even those times, right? You know, we don't have flat screen TV, but we have very big TVs. Yeah, when you have a 50-inch TV box, it's, it's like, wow, man, it's just amazing because you've never seen that big before in life. And he had everything going for him. He had a good education. He went to overseas where many of us didn't have the opportunity. He had a good, good life. In front of him, his dad was ready to pass his, his entire business to him. He had everything. And we thought that, man, this guy, we always say this, if whoever who marries him, whichever girl that marries him will have a good life. And he's a really good man. Very pleasant. But then, at the age of 31, life just sucked out from him. He had some kidney disease, and that took his life. And I sat down, when I heard the news, I was taken aback. And I asked God, God, why? Only to know that death is not a friend of the age. He's not a friend of age. He can come anytime to any of us. But one thing for sure, because of Jesus, even if life is taken away from us, there is still the everlasting life that awaits us. This is the beauty of what Jesus had done. This is what Christianity is all about. Friends, I want to tell you this. Jesus he paid the price for you. You can be set free even from the fear of death. Yes, death is agonizing, but yet in death, for us who are Christians, it's just a doorway into our eternity. You know, just before I came yesterday, I was reading an article and it talked about these two great men, two extreme of people. One was a minister of the Word of God by the name of D.L. Moody. The other person was a professor in a very renowned university by the name of Ingersoll. Ingersoll was a professor of human immortality. He wrote a paper and many people you know, follow him. He talks about how men can live forever. On the other hand, D.L. Moody was a preacher of God's word. He believed in God. He had done in his whole entire life, he has served God. And these two men, both of them died in the same year. Ingersoll died suddenly. His professor, he just died suddenly. And it was so devastating that the, the family could not let him go. And they kept his body in the house until that they were ready to let him go. And, and finally, when, when they released the body, they had a funeral. And, and the article said that the funeral was, it was, it was so solemn and sad and people were lost. But then D.L. Moody, he also died. But just moments before he died, on, on that very morning, he was there 
on his deathbed and, and his son came to him and he, and he says, how are you feeling, dad? And, and you know what? He says, heaven is bidding me and I'm near the gates and the son shook him and said, dad, you are hallucinating. Don't say such things. And you know what the Almudi said? No, son. It's my coronation day. It's a day of celebration for me. And the daughter who stood next to him, he said, Dad, are you serious? You are dying. Say, yes, but I'm living in eternity. And then, hold on. And then he breathed his last. And they had a funeral for him. And you know what? The article, the reporter wrote that in that funeral, it was a day of celebration that no one felt so rejoiced in such a funeral. They were singing celebration songs. They were celebrating the life of the Al Moody. And the sons and, and the daughter and the family they were at peace, knowing that one day they will meet with their, their father in heaven. And this is the kind of difference between one that has God and the other that has no God. Friends, I'm telling you this morning, Jesus, he did all this for you. You know, if you fear that this morning, let me tell you what, Jesus has removed the sting of death and has given us everlasting life. Death is just but a moment, but eternal life is everlasting. So why not right now, wherever you're seated, just when you close your eyes and bow your head, I'm going to pray. I don't want anyone to be looking around because I believe that this is such an important time for you. Friends, just close your eyes, bow your heads. In a while more, I'm going to pray. If you want to invite Jesus, if you want this everlasting life, I want you to pray together with me in your heart. And for those of you, you've been far away and you've been, you know, you know that you have done something and it's displeasing unto God and that kept you away from God. I want to say this to you this morning. You can come back to Him. He extends His invitation to you as well. So with every eyes closed, every head bowed, I'm going to pray. You just pray with me. If you are saying, Jesus, I want that everlasting life. You know, I've been going through a routine. But yet, I know that all these things are temporary, but what is important is eternity. So we're going to pray right now. Dear Jesus, I open my heart to you. I know in you there is life, there is hope, as eternal life. I thank you that you have died for my sins. I thank you 
that you have come and show us how much you love us by dying on the, on the cross, making us righteous through your death and giving us hope through your resurrection. So Jesus, right now, I invite you to be my God, my Savior. Forgive me for all the wrongs that I've done. And I know that, Lord, you are merciful. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for accepting me. Friends, with every eyes closed, if you have prayed that prayer with me just now, wherever you are seated, wherever you are seated, I want you to just lift up your right hand as a sign of indication to God. Just quickly, just lift up your right hand at the count of three and put it down. If you have prayed that prayer, I'm going to count the three right now. One, two, three. Yes, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus, I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to wait a while more, I see that hand. Thank you for being brave to lift up your hand. You can put your hands down. And I want you to know this. Jesus did a great, a brave thing for you. He came and he died for you. And he rose up for you so that we can have everlasting life. So I want to, I want to applaud you for those of you who have lifted up your hands. You know what, friends? Our God is such a good God. He loves us. And for those of us who are Christians, I want to tell you this. On Friday, on Friday, Jesus died. But in the Jewish week, Friday is a Saturday. It's a sixth day, all right? Uh, in the Jewish week. Six is the number of men. Man was created on the sixth day. The sixth book of the Bible is named after a man, Joshua. So six represented men. And man in his own abilities cannot by himself save himself. And maybe some of you this morning you're going through a patch in your life where it's so difficult and you don't know what the outcome is going to be. It could be a medical report. It could be, you know, some business venture. It was, you know, it's just tough. It's just tough. It could be a relationship. And then comes the seventh day. It's a day of rest. It's a day of no activity. And you are there and you are thinking, God, have you forsaken me? Why isn't there anything? I've been going through all this and there's no, there's, there doesn't seem to be a breakthrough. But let me tell you what. Then comes the third day, which is the eighth day. And the eighth day is the day of new beginning. Jesus came. He rose up. He died, he rose up. So that there's a new beginning for us. So there is hope. So friends, I tell you, if you are struggling with something, there is hope in Jesus Christ. So this is for you. Those of you who are in Christ Jesus, you can always turn to Jesus. 
Hallelujah. So I don't know what needs you may have, but this Resurrection Sunday, let me tell you, is going to be a day of new beginning for you. You've got to believe that. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you. It's not a weak power. He has done the impossible. So friends, this morning, look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Jesus descended in the lower parts. He preached the gospel. He preached the good news to those in prison. And then he led all the saints of all that were bound by death in Sheol. And he set them free. He led the captivity captive. And he ascended and gave gifts to men. This is what the Bible says. Friends, if God can do that, he can definitely do that in your life. Friends, this morning, I don't know what you're going through, but there is hope. I don't know what you may be facing, but there is hope. You got to tell yourself that there is hope. Tell yourself that there is hope. Come on, say it louder. There is hope. There is hope. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we are so thankful to you, oh God. No words or actions is good enough, oh God, to describe how you have saved us. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are forever indebted to you, oh God. Lord, we pray just as you have shown us. You have given us hope. Father, I pray for those who have lifted up their hands right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, no matter what they're going through, Lord, today is a new beginning. We thank you, oh God, that in you, Lord, every impossibility can be turned into possibilities, oh God. Lord, you have demonstrated that. And Lord, we thank you that this hope that we have is not just for this life, but even for the life that's after this, oh God. Lord, your hope is an everlasting hope. We thank you, oh God, for those who have lifted up their hands and, and invited you to be their Lord and Savior. Lord, thank you for those of you, those Lord, who, who have returned back to you. Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you that today indeed is a day of celebration. Amen. Lord, we thank you, oh God. Oh, death has lost its thing. Oh, thank you, oh God, that we have hope and everlasting life in Christ Jesus. So Lord, we bless you, we praise you. In Jesus' name, and everyone say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give praise to Jesus. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.